Hold your mic. You're great, Ken. Welcome, everybody, to Barrel Proof 278. Uh, I think this is going to be a, a, a less celebratory episode than we thought it was going to be, but we're still all here. I think everybody made it home from Tampa safe and uh, has nursed all their wounds and is feeling a little bit better and ready to talk about the weekend that was. I, uh, I, I am your host, Glenn Grum, and I am joined by the man who is the master of the buttons who makes this whole thing go, Mr. Patrick Arkenberg. You start with me like that. Because, I, I mean, important. you're important, buddy. All right. Well, I appreciate it. How's everybody going? How's everybody? We've been better. We've been worse, too, though. Right. <laughs> we have the president of the Coopers, Mr. Herman Quinn, with us tonight. Hello, everybody. I don't know about licking all your wounds and getting over it, but I'm still going through the grieving process. I'm probably on, like, step three. Are you at acceptance yet? <laughs> I, I'm starting to get there. It's hard. Uh, we'll get there. We'll get there together, right? Yeah. And joining us tonight, uh, we also have Mr. Matt Owens, Louisville City Sting. Hello, Matt here. And yeah, that kind of sucked. It was going great, except those last couple minutes. Yeah. <laughs> that ending part was really difficult. Mm. Yeah, it was. Aside from that, Mrs. Like... Lincoln, how did you enjoy the play? Right. <laughs> Especially when you've been celebrating the whole game and then you still walk out feeling like Indy 11. <sighs> wow. I thought it was more like FC Cincinnati, but whatever. <laughs> and we have... No, no, no. Ten- they never had hope. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and we have joining us Mr. Ken Luther. What's up? Hey, Not much. What's up to you? Contrary to popular uh, opinion, I, I had fun, except the last like, minute. Uh, well, the last... 30 minutes, right? 31 minutes? 31 minutes. 36 minutes? But I had fun, and I had fun this whole season. So, you know, let's not, you know, walk around with big boo-boo lips stuck out all sad-faced and and celebrate the the great season that we had after a fucking pandemic. So can I say fucking? Yeah, sure. You can say whatever you want. Fuck. After the pandemic. pandemic No no one's listening. It's fine. So, I mean, I guess the first thing we should touch on is there was a game in Louisville this weekend, right? Did anybody yeah, manage to win? Yeah, the NWSL championship. Yeah. You had a, a game that, uh, that went well for the Washington Spirit. It looked like a fun game to be at. The weather looked gorgeous on TV. Oh, it was perfect, yeah. Did were you, you there, Matt? Oh, yes. Was I the only one, I guess? You were the only one. Holy cow, yeah. Uh, had a great time. The tailgates were out in force. We had our usual tailgaters. Um, the Chicago uh, Red Stars had their tailgate there. Washington Spirit, there's Spirit Squad, I think it's called. Mm-hmm. Or Spirit yep. Squadron. Squadron. Squad is a, Spirit, Spirit Squad is the wrestling thing. <laughs> oh, that was a mistake. So, so I, here's my, my one question is, uh, did somebody use the capo stand and who? They no, took it down. The they, they took it down? Really? Yep. yep. Yeah. It was outside the fence near the uh, four pegs uh, kiosk, whatever they call those little things. So who was in which end? The, the Spirit were in the Estopinal end, and the Red Stars were in the waterfront end, or riverfront end. Is that the way they wanted it? They do like a coin toss? or, or how'd that I think, Yeah, because the Spirit was the home team. So. Right. I see. It looked like they were well organized. They had a lot of support. There were a decent mm-hmm. amount of supporters for each side there. Um, 
Looked like a good time on TV, like I said. Looked like uh, Chicago might take it home, but then they got the extra time and not so much. But, yeah, we, I mean, everybody seemed to be having a great time. We, we've seen nothing but positive reviews for the experiences everybody had in the city from the fans to the, to the uh, offices to just media. Everybody seems to have had a great time. Uh, even uh, LA's uh, street team, uh, Angel City street team, I, forget, I don't know if they have a name or whatever, they painted up this van. They drove it all the way from L.A. to Louisville for the oh, championship. God, driving a van? Ooh. Uh-huh. Who knows about that, Ken? <laughs> I have stories. <laughs> uh, I'm sure you do. What I have mean, a NWSL fans actually had something positive to say about us is we're like the worst. I know, right? Uh, let's see. How many people were there? Like 10, 9, something like that, right? That's yeah. Right. Yeah, and it's a legit number, too. That's, That's the good. place was pretty full. It looked really good on TV. It looked good on TV. The optics looked really good. Everything seemed like uh, stands looked full. Um, it looked like a good time. Back and forth game, yeah. Yeah. Wait, did Meg Linehan say anything positive? Is that, I think is so. that possible? Yes, oh God. Yeah, she <laughs> I think really so, yes. From the time she made it to Louisville from the airport, I was, I was really surprised. Very nice. Wow. Nice she must have yep. gotten different medication or something. What's going on yeah, there? Yeah. I don't know. Something. And I'm, I'm, like, I'm wondering why they surprised. <laughs> it's like this is Louisville. Louisville's been throwing big parties since, what, the beginning of the derby? Like people around here don't know how to, th- to have a good time and throw a, a party. <laughs> since Daniel Boone came into the territory. <laughs> Three quarters wow. of our personality is right. bourbon. What did they expect? Right. And <laughs> a Louisville to be the oh so god awful where everybody wants to complain. This is the first time I've seen some posts where they say this is the first time it actually felt like an actual event. What's well, a right size stadium? actually done right. But you yeah. know, it takes us to come into the league to straighten it out. So why not we show them how to have a good time and how to party, even despite we get did anybody go to the like uh butcher town party the night before i did for a few minutes uh the line was kind of long and uh you could really smell the slaughterhouse so i kind of ducked out (laughs) (laughs) that's not good no no I did get a report um, Friday night from somebody else who was there that said they did have a good time and they uh, met some players, got some autographs, said it was a nice event and uh, enjoyed themselves. Maybe they got there a little bit before the smell got too strong. Smell. Uh, it was strong at the beginning. It may, with more people walking around, it may have kind of dissipated a bit. But oh, and random achievement unlocked. Uh, I engaged in the very first scarf trade with Angel City. Nice. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Wow. So, How's that scarf look? Not bad, actually. Um, we don't record this video for distribution or I'd go get it. I'll show it to you after the podcast. Very cool. Yep. Like I said, looked great on TV. It was an awesome match to watch. A lot of fun. Um, it, it seemed like everybody there did a great job. And I, I, I think the tailgater is what got there at 6 a.m., I think. Uh, that's what I heard. What? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah they, the noon kickoff, right? Right. You got, you got to get there early, right? Yeah, and apparently um, the uh, Washington tailgaters pulled in right after him. Nice. Nice. Best dedication right there. That's an eight-hour drive. Right. Yep. So and what was on the menu? Uh, bourbon and eggs? Pancakes. I think, yeah, I think you're right. I yeah. think it was pancakes. I actually like didn't eat She does anything. a breakfast theme for those earlier games. Yeah. 
Yeah, but I mean, you had to start drinking early that day since it was a noon kickoff. Bourbon pairs well with syrup. That's good. Yeah, yeah right. So it sounded like it went well. It looked like it went well. So I guess we should probably move on to the the next part of the evening or the afternoon. Uh, Who's enjoying the happy topic? Do we? Have I mean, to... uh, we we should probably talk about it a little bit. I mean, let's talk about I, the workup, right? Let's let's give the club some kudos for uh, uh, flying people down and bussing people bussing? down and mm-hmm. buying tickets. That's yes. uh, that was a huge deal. So everyone got a ticket, right? If you went down, they provided your ticket to the match. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a little complicated, like getting through all the internet protocols. And, you know, I'm not very computer literate, so I couldn't. You know, Herman and I were like standing outside the stadium after everybody went in, trying to figure out how to get our fucking tickets. But we figured it out. Yeah. Hey, as long as you figured it out, you're good, right? That's all that matters. <laughs> do you do we have a total on the number of people that took advantage of the bus and the plane? Is there a, a count? I don't know, Herman. You got it. Um, it was, I think they purchased like 300 tickets. Shoo. It, it looked like a lot of people. It looked good on TV. I'll tell you that. The section looked yeah. really good on TV, at, at least, you know, for the beginning of the match there. Yeah. <laughs> it was the most visitors they've had in a long time since, uh, probably Orlando. Orlando. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, you guys did a great job. You look good on TV. I could hear you singing at times. I'm not sure if that was because they adjusted the mics or because the other team's side wasn't really singing at all most of the game. I mean, we were, they didn't uh, have a whole lot to sing about until like the last 36 minutes. All right, so I have a complaint with that. You always have something to sing about when your team is on the field. It doesn't matter if they're winning or losing. You should be singing for your team. You're not there to sing when they're winning. They really don't need you when they're winning. They need you when they're down in the dumps and they're losing. That's when they need your voice and you stomping your feet and you clapping your hands so you can rally them and get them going. So you should be singing no matter what the score line is and always well, in support. Well, I mean, you're I preaching to the choir at this point. Right. I think or they were three drummers and two capos. <laughs> Well, I think they were kind of in shock because they, they were not used to having visiting fans cheering against them and keeping up as much racket and noise as we did. We were being strategic about it, too. So uh, Carl yeah. was actually capo, and I was just kind of helping. And uh, he, we, were, we, were, we were waiting until they kind of died down, and then we spark up a song. You know, part of the problem with away days is you got all these different groups from us that don't necessarily know all the songs. Uh, because they come from different parts of the stadium. Uh, so it's kind of hard to get everybody kind of singing the same thing because a lot of them don't know all the, all the songs and the words that we use. Uh, sounds like something we need to work on in the off season. That's what that sounds like to me. I mean, I don't know yeah. how. How are you going to do that? You know, we, I, I, one thing I like about these away days is you get to meet people that you don't normally hang out with in the stadium and kind of talk about things. So, you know, I hung out with people I definitely wouldn't hang out with uh, in LCFC, and we... We got along just fine. We're all one big purple family. Uh, and, you know, some of the things are like, you know, how do we share the words uh, so the people in the side sections and stuff like that can learn them? I know they had like some sort of whatever you call it, QR code thing. Didn't they do that once this year? Yeah. Yeah. They had it on the screen multiple times, actually, where it was on the big screen. Evidently, so. they missed it. So, I mean, I, I, you know, this is this is like a seven-year thing. I don't know how to, how to fix that, but, uh, you know... I don't know. I guess we're just going to print out QR codes and attach them to the back of each chair on the end of each row so they just scan it on the way by. Can I, can I make 
a suggestion? QR code tattoos. How about- I was thinking about stickers, actually. You can get a QR code sticker. You can place it somewhere strategic throughout the stadium and have them, you know, hey, sing along no matter where you are and, and get people into it. So people who are sitting in other sections, because most of the songs, you can hear them throughout the stadium and kind of get an idea of what's being, uh, what's going on and what we're singing. So you could easily join in if maybe there were some strategically placed stickers or maybe even if we had stickers that had Ooh, look at that. Maybe something that people in the Coopers carried with them. And yeah. Pull out and show the tail side of. Yeah, we're all introverts, so that's not going to work very well. <laughs> Wait, we're all introverts? That's well, okay. We'll get playing. drunk, and then we'll be <laughs> screaming, and then pulling out a coin and showing the backside of it will be fine. Nice. Yeah. To those listening at home, I'm showing off the design for the 2022 Coopers coin. Ooh. More on that later. We also didn't have drums, which presents some unique problems we did make drums out of bleachers yep um, we were yeah and, them so and hard, let I me tell you my hand bruises. was swollen the next oh, day yeah. from banging <laughs> matt i feel you birmingham i was hitting I, first of all i was drunker than i usually get at games <laughs> slamming my hands into a fence most of the night oh my god i was so bruised <laughs> i got drunk and slammed my hand into a fence yes Out of context that sounds kind of weird I actually have, I still have a really bad blood blister because I was trying to use the, my feet to stomp on those stands there and my boots weren't quite tight enough. So I wore a nice big blood blister into my foot in Birmingham that is still kind of gross looking, but you, you use what you can, right? When they won't let you have drums. That's right. It's a red bread of fandom. Yeah. Years. <laughs> yep. So, so the, the tailgate was good, right? Um, well, Herman. before we get to the tailgate, let's let's hear about Ken's journey and maybe then Herman's journey, like how you both came to be there. Because I want to hear about like, let's let's get you to let's start with Ken. Let's, how how did your journey go? Where, where where how did you arrive in Tampa? How did you travel? So I uh, I elected to try out the old camper van, and I looked at the big map and I said, look, a national forest. I'm going to go camp there for free because this is a thing. I didn't know you could do this, but now I know. You can just go on National Forest land and find a place to camp, and you can camp there. Um, so I'm by myself. I'm in the big camper van. No, wait. Did you camp in the van, or did you actually bring a tent and everything? Let me finish my story, man. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Story. Okay. So, so I drive to North Georgia, and I get off the highway, and I got, like, GPS coordinates. I'm headed for the GPS coordinates. And I'm driving down this, this like, two-lane asphalt road, and it's getting thinner and thinner, and the houses are getting less frequent and less frequent and less frequent. And then the asphalt road ends, and it turns into a gravel road. And I'm like, okay, cool. So I drive down the gravel road for, like, 20 minutes or something like that, and the road's getting thinner and thinner and thinner, and then that ends, and it's like a two-track. I'm like, okay, cool. So and I got a 4 by 4 van, so I'm good. So I'm driving down the two-track, uh, and then... You know, I get to this kind of gully between all these mountains in, in the Chattahoochee, uh, and um, there's nobody there. And I look at my phone, and I have, like, no service, n- not even a wink of service. So I'm by myself in this, in, in this gully in the Chattahoochee, and then the sun goes down, and it's pitch black. I'm like, shit, what? So I'm like, all right, no problem. So I, you know, start doing the camp things, got my lights and things like that. And then I, 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 the moon comes up, and it's a full moon. I'm like, oh, cool. Got lots of light. And then I hear coyotes, a lot of coyotes. 
all around me. I'm like, Back in the well, van. shit, I'm not going <laughs> to get eaten by a bear. I'm going to get <laughs> eaten by coyotes. So I quickly finished my meal, and I locked myself in my van, and I stayed in there for the rest of the night. <laughs> so would you have slept outside in a tent then, or how do you typically, you know, when you yeah, do go out? I got a bed built built up in there, so I got a bed and a kitchen all built into the van. Uh, so. so you I don't have to be shit. outside. No. I noticed you chose Georgia and not Florida as a place to camp. <laughs> well, I was going to do some camping in Florida, too, but um, I, for those of us that went, you notice that Florida's full of RVs. I mean, there's, like, RVs everywhere. Um, I was so more was... thinking about gators and people on bath salts, but <laughs> also <laughs> RVs. I, I tell you what, when I got into St. Petersburg, I saw an inordinate amount of people uh, potentially on bath salts, uh, more than I saw last time. So I was like, ooh, this is a little sketchy. Uh, but it worked out, you know, didn't, didn't die. Uh, so that's good. Well, I'm glad the people on bath salts didn't get you. Yeah. Coyotes almost did. But I survived. So did you drive home directly after the match then, or did you stay there overnight or? I was going to go to a different place, uh, in the Chattahoochee on the way back, but, uh, it started pouring rain and it was about an hour down a gravel road along mountain roads and at night. And I decided that would be a bad idea. So I just, uh, Drove and reflected on the season all the way back. So, so you did not, in fact, want to go way down yonder on the Chattahoochee. Oh, that gosh. Was, that was <laughs> <laughs> you built it up for me not once but twice. I had to make the joke the second time. Herman, how did you arrive in Tampa? Let's hear about your trip. Ooh, well, my trip started off rough because I was actually supposed to be getting to Tampa Friday night. Well, I learned the lesson about don't book a flight close to the time that you were actually getting off work. Yeah, no. That's so, bad. I got off work at 5. We was a little late that day, and my flight took off at 6.30. So, need to say, by the time I got to the airport and got in the line for TSA, it was my luck someone was trying to take in a whole bunch of food. So, they mm-hmm. stopped the line. <laughs> I, I mean, was at least something good? What were they taking home from Louisville? Like bourbon balls or? Uh, no. Margaritas. Margaritas? I mean. <laughs> Why did you do that? I mean, do you really want to go anywhere without margaritas, Ken? Did you have a margarita party at the, at the, <laughs> the security <laughs> checkpoint? These people are amateurs. Let's You're, just drink them. <laughs> these people That's are that. amateurs. You're supposed to smuggle them in your stomach. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So, needless to say, I ended up missing my flight, so I had to go reschedule. And so it was like, okay, we can get you out tomorrow at 7. So it was like scrambling, trying to call my hotel so my reservation didn't get canceled and get all that situated. So I left uh, Friday, uh, Saturday morning at 7, got to Miami, then. Oh, no. We lost. Uh-oh. We lost Herman. We got lost in Miami. Curse he got lost in Miami. Technology. Why? Why we're in this interlude? Herman, speaking of smuggling, Herman gave me a whole bunch of bourbon and a banner, and I and I drove it all the way down there, and then um, I'm like, I'm here, and my my hotel was like four or five blocks away from the stadium, maybe a little bit more. And he's like, Well, bring it all over, and I'm like, How am I going to carry two bottles of bourbon and a banner and all this shit through town? So I did. (laughs) I'm just walking through the city streets with all this bourbon and and a big banner. 
I get some strange looks, but yeah. we yeah. we always get strange looks, right? That's the way to do it. Yeah, and there were a lot of people there, so that was super cool. So, how was the tailgate? You guys made it there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there were a lot of a lot of um, city people there. Carl um, was there, and they brought um, like a tent and a sign and tables and all this shit. Um, so we actually had a little tailgate area. I don't, we didn't really mix with the Tampa people as much, or at least I didn't. I was really mainly just talking to uh, city folks. Uh, I don't know. Did you mix with the with the Tampa supporters groups, Herman, now that you're back? Uh, yeah, I did, actually. Um, uh. Once finally got there, uh, I went over and talked to... Um, what is the the rowdies? I met their president, um, and also the sky. What is the sky? Skyway Casuals. Yes, yeah, Skyway Casuals. So they were all really cool. Of course, you know I had to go and show off some Cooper merchandise. So I challenged coined them and gave some nice. And they also had a uh, charity going on where they were donating toys to the local children's hospital. So we also took up a donation and. Uh, Dropped off some toys to try to do our part and their community, so that you know, hey, we might be there to support soccer, but we are about community. Um, they had some pretty good food, some beer. Um, I did attempt to try one of the enemy drinks, and yeah, um, iron brew. Yes, iron brew. It to me, it tastes like a flat big red. <laughs> You're not wrong, man. So, of course, I was like, yeah. And, of course, uh, like I say, we had plenty of bourbon flowing. So. A lot. Yeah. Now, now, was that just us that brought the bourbon, or they have bur- are they into bourbon as well? No, just us. We bought, we brought all the bourbon. I did. Yeah, I brought a shit ton of bourbon. <laughs> Thanks to Herman, who loaded me up like a pack mule. Uh, it's super cool meeting people like that because when I was down there this time, uh, I re-met Ralph's mob, former president, uh, that I had met last time I was there. So you always kind of meet these people over and over again. So it's kind of nice to, to be able to see people again like that in this, like, you know, larger than Louisville City, but still smallish community. Right. And, of course, you know, uh, later on as it went through, we were kind of mingling together. Then uh, Brad comes through. And, of course, the first thing I say is, all right, Branch, you got to get over here. You got to take a shot with us. I'm sure that was hard to convince him of. Right. <laughs> yeah, uh, him and one of the owners that was with Tim him. Malloy. Tim Malloy. So, you know, we all sat around and took some shots, got routed up. And, of course, we took a, a group photo with them, and, you know, we started early out singing them and, and showing that we, we wouldn't – there to play no games. We were there for business. So it was a lot of fun. So I guess we, we you know, we should probably talk about what did happen in the match, maybe. I mean, yeah. if you guys want to, <laughs> I mean. Let me get myself together. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, it's 3-2 loss in extra time. Um, we scored the first goal with a nice set piece. Yeah, and, and then. It happened. And then Lasso put one in for us as well. Yeah. I'm glad it was him. I mean, I really yeah. admire him as a player. I can't stand that he plays for teams that we're playing against. 
I wish we could pick him up to have him play for us, but I guess that's not going to happen. No. He played then, for uh, who did he play for? Cincinnati, right? Cincinnati, Indy, Cincinnati. Indy? I thought Cincinnati. Cincinnati. I love Cincinnati. Yeah, he, he's always been a real tough, you know, to a thorn in our side. Yeah, so you know, but whatever. the game ends with uh, Lucky putting two in. One in the 90 plus six, by the way, have four minutes of stoppage. But like Patrick said earlier, if you have to complain about the ref's calls, you have other deeper issues. So, I mean, tactically, we weren't where we needed to be. Um, It definitely wasn't a great performance. Um, We're trying to absorb way too much pressure and just uh, you can't let them shoot 25 times and not expect some of them to go in. Yeah, so, you know, it, I think part, part of this, you know, you can, you can talk into your blue and blue in the face about parking the bus and whether we shouldn't or shouldn't have parked the bus. Uh, you know, when you, when you kind of do the analysis of, of the strengths and weaknesses of both teams, I mean, they were the, on paper, they were the better team. So uh, I think it doesn't take a brain search to figure out that we were going to, uh, ha- they were going to have the majority of the possession and, and a lot of shots. So how to absorb that pressure, um, especially when you go two goals up, the most dangerous score in soccer is what's right. Um, I think. Never know, bought that. I, I don't know. You know, it's hard to say because part, part of the problem, what we've been saying all year is we don't have a true number six. We've, we've played a holding mid. We've played a number of players in that position. Gibson, I don't know if that was his position he played at Indy. I can't remember. Uh, but he got put into that. Then he got hurt. Then it was Napo. Then it was Niall. Um, we're still kind of being haunted from missing Speedy. And it's that, that number six that provides that cover in front of your two center backs to be able to absorb some of that pressure. And I think that, again, hurt us in being able to do that. And then pulling off Paolo and putting on Gibson and then parking the bus uh, and uh, putting on Swahi, and I think there's a third sub, Napo, right? At the same Napo and uh, and Greg came in at the same time. So they're right. Greg, yeah. Napo, and uh, and Swahi came on for Ownby, Bone, and Lancaster. So yeah. you took all your teeth out of your attack if you had any attack at all. Yeah. Which I mean, we didn't weren't know. attacking that much anyway. But I don't know if I can completely blame. Um, the decisions that were made uh, because it's really hard to, to say, hey, we're two down. I think we can hold for another 30 minutes when this game. We were a second away from, from, from winning. So it almost worked. Um, yeah, one clearance how would have taken. How effective, if we had not done that, would they have scored? Probably. Because they were all they were on the front foot the whole game, so it's it's hard to say that that was a. Weren't we really struggling though the entire match? Like we were like, yeah. at, once we took out all of our attacking pieces, we struggled even more to even get the ball out of our end. Like there was right. Right. a great no most of that second half of that match we played in our half. We had eleven guys playing on our side of the field. Like that's never going to end well. Well, it. See, you know, we've been parking the bus all season, not all season, but we've been parking the bus good portions of the season, especially at the end here. You, this is not the first time that Cruz has done that when he's put in three center backs and then put two wing backs on top of them, right? He's put Sawai in with West a lot, and Tosh, a lot, especially at the end of the season. 
uh, to win games, and we've won them by one nothing. The problem this time was that there's a lot more offensive firepower on Tampa than we've ever faced before. Yeah. Uh, so, and then you yeah. had an energized Lucky that came in like the energized <laughs> Bunny out of nowhere and just took over the whole game. He's always been able to do that. He's he's defeated us before on two late goals at the end of the game. I mean, yeah. you know that is that is expected. I think he's still a little hurt about that trade. <laughs> Might be. I mean, I don't you know, see why. I mean, he did the same thing that Hopano did to Indy. I mean, you know, talk <laughs> about the irony there. I thought about the same thing. I was like, man, this is like 2018 Hopano, right? Like yeah. dashing Indy's dreams. Like, and they were traded. Yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah. I mean, I Lucky has excelled at Tampa Bay in a way he didn't here. It was good for Hopano to come here. It was good for us. It was good for Tampa. I don't see why there would be hard feelings, but I mean, unless it just wasn't handled well. But I think he's just good. Yeah, there are no hard feelings. It's just that he's now beaten us twice on late goals, especially this time in the championship. Yeah. That's the hard so you're thing. saying Tampa got lucky, and that's the problem? Tampa got yep. lucky. They didn't get lucky. I mean, they were a better team from start to finish. No, they got lucky. They, got they lucky. actually got lucky. I, I get it. Okay. <laughs> we just want to make sure that you got it because you, you seemed to. Uh, okay. They got lucky. They got lucky. <laughs> They didn't get lucky. They got lucky. Yes, they got lucky. lucky. Whatever. They didn't get lucky. They got lucky. <sighs> I don't know. It's over now, though. I mean, I mean, it happens. Uh, you got to move on. So, but I moving forward, don't understand why we took Jogo out so early. I mean, for crying out loud, he's young. He can run. Yeah, I don't get that either. That's one of the last I think I would have subbed. I mean, he's made a few mistakes, but I thought he was solid this game. He had that, yeah. He's had a couple kind of big ones. Yeah. yeah. That was for Pat McMahon, so I think that's at the point where you're trying to hold on, right? They've scored one goal, and you're trying to just hold on to anything you can and trying to even get more compact and try to absorb more pressure, right? By putting McMahon on for Jogo, that's obviously you're trying to get as many defenders in that box as you can to try right. just... Except yeah. for Tampa when did their homework and found out where the leak was in our boat that everybody else had been taking advantage of all season about the leaking these late goals. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, the pressure. Um. Yeah. I don't know. It's, a, it's definitely a problem we need to figure out how to resolve in the coming season. Um, I don't know. I think that there's a... There's a few issues, right? I think we have that we have to address. Yeah. It feels like it was a successful season. <laughs> it's hard to say. What, what, what? I mean, realistically, didn't we all want a championship game? Like everybody was excited and wanted a game next weekend, right? Like, yeah, sure. I mean, so you make it to the conference final. You make it to the conference final. You are one clearance away from beating decisively the best team in the league. I don't see how you don't call that a success. I really. Don't. All right. So here's my and argument the for that. Seven years old, and we've made it to the conference final all Natural. seven years. You played in the easiest division you've ever played in, and you weren't able to win the 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 plate, right? Like we played the, the easiest competition we're probably going to play ever, right? We played SKC two four times. That's not likely to happen many more times, right? And then we played Oklahoma City, who wasn't very good four times. We played Atlanta United two four times. We had an opportunity to probably have one of our best seasons, and, and we really didn't. And so the expectation was we at least got first place in our division, so we got to host some playoff games. And, and so we made it to the championship, right, because we were in first place. We got home matches that we took advantage of. 
And then we went on the road and lost in the, in the conference final, which, I mean, is How disappointing. Good How good were we this season, though? Did you think we, were, we had a better team than the other six years? No. I didn't either. I didn't, no. I didn't have huge expectations for the season. And, and honestly, I think we kind of exceeded my expectations. Nothing against the team or the players. We just we were missing some key pieces, which I know is where you're going, Glenn. But I just I thought we did great for what we had. For what we were able to feel, we did because our defense this year <laughs> was really lacking. We've never been a team that give up that many late goals at the end of the half or the end of the game. It's like the team always just fell apart when they they thought it was close to the whistle blowing and them getting a break. They just said, "Forget it." That's lack of discipline, though. That's on the coach. The coach has to have the players ready to play 90 minutes. You have to have it in your mind. You're going to play all 90. That's easy to say, but, you know, I think we were missing a couple players in, in key positions. That number six haunted us all season long. Yeah. And it wasn't until a few and weeks ago that Nile kind of settled in there. Also, and something it, that doesn't get brought up enough because of how outstanding Gomez is, I think we were really hurting without Jimenez and his ability to create plays and make that pass. Yeah, we were. Well, and I think we switched him over right to the right side, and I don't think he was as effective there, right? Like, it, it felt to me like he's better on the left. Yeah, because he has yeah. left foot. Yeah. So. We're still not but, settled in central midfield. I mean, we had Corbin. Corbin was injured for part of the season. We have Paolo. Paolo's recovery speed, especially getting back on defenses. I love Paolo. I mean, <laughs> more goals than ever before. But he, he will even admit he's not blindingly fast. So, you know. We kind of switched his role up, though, this year, right? Like, he ended up being more of an attacker yep. for sure this season, like, and playing more forward yeah it made us more vulnerable in the back though and when we pushed him more forward we lost that kind of cover you know he was a box to box i think and we lost that kind of cover uh in front of our defensemen so do you think with a good number six next season do you think that's our our big hole we need to fill or do you think there's other issues number one it's number one i think there are other issues i think we're an aging team too but the number yeah, one is I just definitely say we six. need to start putting more and more youth on the team because our age is showing yeah, I, I don't. We need a central midfielder too, a good number ten. So, do you think we're good at the back then? You think that the issues we had conceding the late goals were because of a lack of midfield, or do we need center backs as well? I think we need a center back. I don't. I think of the three, not all three of them will will probably carry on next season. And if we lose a center back, we don't have any depth. Wes is good. Sean is good. Mm -hmm. Are they <laughs> Forest Lasso quality? No. I don't think so. So, you know, the, the talent in the USL championship is getting better and better, and maybe we haven't kept up with that talent level as a team, as an organization. Do you feel like uh, we in the beginning, I think when we started out, do you think we had a more talented squad, and as teams have caught up with the talent level we had, it's made it more difficult to keep up with some of them? Yes. Yeah, it definitely has. Mm-hmm. The Phoenixes, the the what are the San Antonios? Some of the teams out west have a lot of talent. The the Birmingham has definitely caught up to us. Uh, Charlotte, um, we are very lucky that Oberton went out in 30 minutes in the Charlotte game. Or if he had played like he played against Memphis, we would have been done uh, because he plays right up at the top of the box against that number six. So, yeah, yeah, I don't think we've kept up with the talent level, and I think we really need to take a hard look at that next season. 
And in the past couple of years, we've, I mean, we've said goodbye to a couple of quality players in uh, Paco Craig and Speedy Williams. I think if you just add those two pieces back in, you're looking at a dramatically different result this season. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. I've really made but up for that. We, I, we, we exceeded my expectations. You know, at the beginning of the season, I was like, you know, I'll be happy when we make the playoffs. Two games into the playoffs, yes. I didn't think we'd make it to this this championship. I really See, I, your expectations are really that low, Ken. I, I always expect low. us to be They're like realistic. realistic. Oh man! When you look at the when you look at the the, the talent level uh, of the teams across the league. Realistically, by statistical probability, uh, I think we ex- exceeded that. Yeah. Ken, we're not realists here. We're Loose City supporters. Oh, yeah. So we're spoiled. Totally. We're spoiled as fuck. <laughs> yeah, right? Like. Right. And to, to his point, you know, even you look at Tulsa. Tulsa even gave us a little bit of run for our money this year also. Yeah. Tulsa was good. I mean. They, Tulsa used to be terrible, but they've right. upped their level. Yeah. It's because they changed their crest. No. <laughs> You know, a couple couple good points from last night. Chris Hubbard had some fantastic saves. Yeah, yeah. Especially that one in the first half. That was unbelievable. Yeah. Um, that. Yeah, know. that's because the score sh- should have been really, really ugly, but he did a lot of good saves to keep us in the game. So he was a shining example of, of uh, good play. But oh, even he had a – even Hubbard had kind of a season where everyone was kind of like, Cold on Hubbard for a while and then got hot on him when he came back in when Siegfried was in for a little bit. Like, he had a little bit of a struggle. Like, it seemed like there was a little bit of a struggle for almost everybody but at times. You, when you look at those times when, you know, maybe Hubbard should have made the, made the save uh, over the course of the season, he was getting a lot of shots from the top of the box, 18, 20, 25 yards out. Who is playing at the top of the box that is preventing those shots from being taken on goal? You're holding mid. You're number yeah. six. Number six. One there because we don't have one, right? So Hubbard was, was being asked a little bit more. Um, and yes, he should have saved them a couple of times and kept a couple of goals out. But I think he came on at the end of the season, so I'm pretty happy about that, and I'll be comfortable with him between the sticks next year. Yeah, yeah I mean, do- at least a couple as well to like a trailing runner coming in late and just taking it right near the penalty spot. And what are you gonna, what's Hubbard going to do about that? So do we know who's coming back? Is there a list of names that we know for sure who are coming back next season? Or, as I understand the process, the way it's been done, you know, they'll they'll take some time off, and then and then you know the the coach and the coaching staff will sit down and, and decide who's going to be uh, re-upped on their contracts. Obviously, if they people are on multi-year contracts, they'll probably be kept. Um, and then, well, we know we'll one guarantee. We know Nile will be back. <laughs> I mean, do, do you guys have anybody? Like, is there anybody this year that stood out that you'd be upset if they left? And is there anybody who, if they left at the end of the season, you'd be like, eh, not a big loss? I'm not going to do the not a big loss thing at all just because nah. I don't want to be dismissive of our players. They 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 work too hard. Um, it's hard to do. You've got to think Toach is coming back. Uh, I'd be upset if Oscar left. He's... Yeah. He's been so solid and been serving up. He's created so much over the years. Especially with Jogo being gone. Yeah, Oscar can, can flip back over to that side. Yep. You know, and, We're going to lose Jorge, too. 
Yeah, Jorge actually came on at the end of the season. I was I was certainly mm-hmm. not impressed, but I keep forgetting how young he is. Um, and so, he was hurt most of it too. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's it's hard to say. Obviously, you want your Lancasters to come back because he's got that talent level that, that exceeds. You know, you want your you want your leadership to come back. You want your Paulos to come back because he does provide that leadership as much as I harp on on his his uh, his speed and things like that. He still provides leadership to the team that he's been doing for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's found kind of a new role, right? I feel like he's found a new Paulo at least has found a new role that he can play where he's. I mean, he's good at scoring those goals, and he's found maybe a, a different position to play and a different role to play with the team, right? So, Corbin Bones, an important player. Um, so you certainly want to see somebody like that. But I think we need to bring in not just new super young talent coming out of uh, academies and not wily veterans, which we have a lot of, but we need some star caliber players. You know, we, we need one or two good players that have great experience and tremendous potential. So is there somebody like you guys would like to see, like from all the games we've watched this season, is there anybody out there in the league you think would help us out? Like Or Europe or wherever. We need or anywhere, yeah. We need, there... we need a number six and a number ten. I'd like to see those two. That's well, who's out there? Is there anybody out there that you think would fit, fit, fit that spot for us? What's his name? Magnus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Where's he at these days? His name is if Mag- we would have had Magnus this year, it would have been a very, very, very interesting season. Mm-hmm. Playing like he used to play. I mean, I don't know if he's still got it in his legs. I don't know. It's been a while, but uh, well, yeah. That, that he's still not that old. I mean, how old is Magnus now? Like 31 or so? There are lots of players out there, you know, from you know, the Central to South America to Europe to to Africa. I think we need to open our horizons to bring in some 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 talented, uh, fast, strong players mm-hmm. playing those positions. I just, I, I, you know, maybe too early to completely speculate because we don't know who's staying and we don't know who's going. Uh, uh, but I, I think we need to take a hard look at, at our central attacking and our holding mid. Right. And so, so I want to I wanna say, too, because I've been seeing a lot of people griping and stuff and talking about uh, Danny, that need to let Danny go. No. Come but on. No, give, him, give him an actual season. Right. Would he had getting to the Eastern Conference Finals? Come on. Yeah. Uh, he right. was an assistant coach. Kind of right. shoved into the coach's position. Yeah. I mean, he did a great job with what he was given. Mm-hmm. Right, and that's what I want to say, you know, for the turmoil that went on with the team, from him being the assistant coach, having to worry about everything, them walking in and say, hey, by the way, you're the head man in charge. We know this is your first head coaching job, but here you go. And for what he achieved, I mean, that's massive. It's not his How many, team. He didn't right. pick the players. Mm-hmm. Hackworth did. So he, he, he got to put players out on the field that he had a role in picking. But he wasn't the final decision on. So Isn't O'Connor was, picking the players now? Isn't that how that works? That's bullshit. No, no, no. no. He's not picking the players. No, but it was I mean, meant to be a joke. Okay, great. <laughs> Some people, but I mean, Wait. for Danny to be uh, Danny and to be thrown in that situation and to achieve what he has in his first 
head coaching role is amazing. Because how many other people can you say out there have been put in that situation and has achieved as much as he did in this season? Yeah, he 100% has my support. Yeah, absolutely. He took, I mean, granted he was an assistant coach, but it was somebody else's team that they built. And from the second game of the year, ran the whole show. And you make it to the conference final, one clearance away from going to the championship, you you, you're insane if you want to try to criticize him for that. Right, and I, I mean, would have parked the bus too. I absolutely would have parked the bus now. <laughs> right. I, now, would you have taken all the attackers out though? I think I would have left at least one or two attackers in to try and have something right. because at the end of the game you may have needed something. But Paulo was getting I, killed. I mean, I don't. That also comes down to experience. I mean, um, yeah, he's never coached. Right, that's true too. When he's never coached, coached an Eastern Conference Final, he's never. Coached against, well, I guess we played Tampa last year, but he didn't coach that game. Right. I mean, it was completely new for him. And, I mean, the exit for him that walked in, we can say our team is seven years old. We are on the third coach, but the excellence that is Louisville City has not dropped. It's, it's a great organization. It's got some money behind it. They're going to need to spend some in the offseason to get some players in here. Hint, yeah. hint, nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Um, we've <laughs> Say got no more. a good academy. <laughs> um, we have an excellent rota- uh, uh, reputation. We have a great state. Who, who would not want to come here and play? You just got to pay him. You got to you gotta go out and find him and get him. I'll be a scout. I'll go to Europe and be a scout for the team. <laughs> I volunteer. Yeah. You can't drive the van. Yeah, you can't drive a van. Oh, shit. <laughs> It's not an amphibious be- nope. vehicle, buddy. <laughs> well, if it's over the wintertime, I'll go down to, to Mexico and Central America and scout. Fair <laughs> enough. So what do you think Danny's going to try and have a new style then? Is he going to bring in his own? Because it feels like everybody's had their own, like, flair, right, to what they do, like, and the, the, the style of play they want. So what do you think Danny's style is going to be? Like, what is he going to bring to the club and, and what ultimately would be the style that we play once he gets to pick his team? I guess that's well, kind of the exciting he's part. He's a big fan of the, what, the 3 5 1 or something. They said he tried a couple times. But that's with the pieces that he had mm-hmm. right. to work yeah, with. He had uh, Jogo, uh, which makes it real easy to play wingbacks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> when you don't have the right tools in your toolbox, it makes it kind of hard to play that kind of wingback uh, role. I mean, I don't know. I don't know yeah. enough about styles to, 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 to say, but. <laughs> I want to double pivot every 15 minutes. Double pivot every 15 minutes. Yes, sir. That seems very specific, Ken. <laughs> but I, I don't even know what that I means. I can't give him credit for one thing, though. I think bringing in Kyle Gregg did give us a little bit of a flair because he kind of reminds me a little bit of what um, Luke used to do as far as the hold-up play. Mm-hmm. Right. But Kyle Gregg would do it at the end of the uh, end of the game as opposed to Luke who would do it at the beginning of the game who would beat the shit out of the defenders and wear them down and wear them down and yeah. then we bring on somebody yeah. else I can't remember who would come in and score goals in this case it was Kyle Gregg was just kind of beating people up just to try to give some sort of outlet to our to our uh, defense yep. I'm not sure it worked that well but that and Cam had added a fair bit of hold up play to his uh, game this year as well absolutely he did he got beat up all season long, and I'm always worried about, about that because he sometimes gets injuries. Mm-hmm. Right. But I can tell you one player, and I don't know if we're going to keep him around either, but Dom, I'm really exactly excited who I was thinking he of. sticks around 
to see what he has in his arsenal because that one game he came in and he had that flair that changed the game to help us win. I think there's a lot of talent there that we haven't seen yet. Right. Mm-hmm. We did miss him this, this season. That's for sure. So he yeah, broke the last his couple leg. years, flashes of brilliance, and then he's gone again. He broke yeah. his leg, and, and, and sometimes when a player has a bad break like that, he's not a spring chicken. He's uh, 28 now. Yeah. He came in, he started like his that. pro career a little bit later than most people. Come on, Ken, you're a United fan. Luke Shaw had a terrible broken leg, and he came back and has played better than he's ever played. So you can go the other way with that, too. He could come back and be amazing. Just depends. That's true. Did you see that break? Oh, God. Oh, that, that was terrible. Oh. Oh, wow. <laughs> and, I mean, age is only a number. Pac-Man's man, like 47 years old or something. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way he's 47. No, of course not. Age is not only a it's number. The Living proof that age sucks. <laughs> I agree with Ken. <laughs> I could barely walk after spending time with my man. <laughs> yeah. You need a more comfortable bed, buddy. Mm-hmm. I do. You're right about that. I'm going to do a remodel over the winter. <laughs> but, yeah, kudos to Pat for staying healthy and able for such a such a long career. So good for him. Yeah, yeah and, but like I said, we, we, we need some, some mm-hmm. middle, middle-aged fight in soccer years. So between <laughs> 25... I'm middle-aged, Ken. You don't want anybody like me out on that field. I promise you that. <laughs> what I mean is between 25 and 29. We got a lot of old codgers. There are some people that are just getting up into the old codger years, you know, 30 and up. And we got a lot of spring chickens. We got, you know, we're, we're, we got a gap right there in the middle. So is there anybody that you guys think that might retire after this season? I think George is probably is probably George Davis. Yeah, that's actively in the process right now. Do you think there's a role somewhere for him in the team to continue on with us? Probably. I hope I mean, at least he's goes been on transitioning, to the so. Gotta think so. Or he might get an opportunity elsewhere. You know, you get some experience, get put something on your resume, and boom, you jump at the next opportunity somewhere else. I mean, that's the way the, that's the way this thing works. Absolutely. It sounds like we're going to have a fun off-season to me is what I hear because there's a lot of things that are going to happen and a lot of things we need to happen. So yep, going to need to talk to Phil. Yeah. Somebody who knows what's going on. Yeah. Unlike us. us. Yeah. <laughs> right. Hey, we make it up when we do real Brad is trolling. So we had a, the troll war going on. Let's see who yep. we follow him. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we joked about it earlier, but Pat McMahon has been playing for so long. I don't know how long he wants to play. I don't see him having a fitness issue or being unable to anytime soon, but you got to wonder how long he wants to keep doing it. I don't think his play is has lessened any. No, not at all. Two, no. Three years, four years. I don't think it's lessened any. <laughs> three no. years. He was old when he got here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Three years. I'm old. I hope he stays as long as he possibly can because solid performance after solid performance. And I will say, I think that people are disappointed by what happened Saturday night, and that sometimes comes out emotionally because you're very upset because your expectations were high and they were not met. Mm-hmm. And so people will say upset things when they're not when they're well, not happy about something. Stupid shit. I mean, we always say stu- stupid shit. I mean, that's but <laughs> we wouldn't be good supporters if we didn't get emotional about the game. Yeah. yeah. Either way, I, I tell you what, though, you know, I I was 
sitting in kind of the front row of our section, and then they had two empty rows of bleachers, and then they had, you know, kind of family sitting in front of us. Uh, <laughs> Why? Oh, no. Because they didn't think that one through. No. Um, and there, there were a couple of people, me included, that were saying fuck a lot, and there were a couple of people even saying fuck you and, and yelling at the people right in front of us and things like uh, that. That's a bad taste. And it was through the whole game. And I know it's not good. You shouldn't do that, and I get that. But it's emotional. It's emotional. But the minute the game stopped... People started shaking hands with the with the uh, opposition fans. That's how it should be. It is absolutely agreed. So, because ultimately we're only that's at ninety minutes, right? Yeah. yeah. After that's over, we're all supporters of soccer, right? Yep. One hundred twenty. Yeah. Sorry. And Martin. <laughs> but now you're right. Was uh, handing out hugs to everybody, so he was stand, he posted himself you know kind of right at the bottom of our sports did you see him herman he posted yeah. himself right at, at the bottom of it and everybody walked by got a hug from martin uh, on our way out so i felt much better after that <laughs> thank you martin yeah, martin right. yeah martin thank you very much martin we appreciate that so there was a, a, another match that happened i know that probably not, not many of us watched that because it was late at night and also we'd had want to watch I had enough soccer watch. for one day yeah, yeah. I told Rebecca, I want nothing to do with anything forever and ever again. I don't want to go to any more games. Sell the season tickets. <laughs> Man. Anymore. 12 hours in my van on the drive home. I'm like, yeah, that was stupid. I want to go to the season. Yeah. And I'm just picturing her just saying, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> just giving, them, giving you a little look through the phone. I, I picture her just putting the phone down and letting Ken rant and then picking it up and saying, oh, so you'll be home in 12 hours? Okay, I'll see you then. <laughs> Love you. Bye. <laughs> Drive safely. <laughs> so Orange County advances to the championship match on penalties, five to three mm-hmm. over San Antonio. So they get to face Tampa in Tampa. I uh, I don't know how good that match will be, but I mean, Tampa looked like, oh yeah, they looked really good. I don't know, haven't got much experience with the uh, Orange County team, so I wouldn't be able to tell you what that'll look like. Um, I watched players. the other two games. Still play. What'd you think, Matt? They look really composed, really solid. I don't know if they have the firepower to keep up with Tampa. Um, out of the West, they were the team that impressed me the most. I'm not at all surprised to see them come out of the come out of the West, but mm, Tampa's you, tough. You and I were the only ones to pick them, so. So, I mean, I think we should continue with the pick right all the way through the end and, and, and make our predictions of who we think is going to win the USL Cup. I mean, might we started. Well. We might as well finish this off. So I guess, I guess I'll start with our president, Mr. Herman Quinn. Who do you got in the championship match? We know that Tampa's going to win, but I, I'm hoping Orange <laughs> County will. I don't know how to write that down, Herman. You got to be more. I need a, a solid pick. I can't, I can't go with hopes. Like, so do you want OC or do you want Tampa? Well, in all fairness, let's keep it in the East. So I guess I'll go with Tampa. All right. I'll take that. Ken, how about yourself? What do you think? Well, I, like, like Herman, I got a hope and I got a want or a hope and a reality. I think the reality is Tampa on paper is going to win. Um, I hope that they don't because I don't want to see Tampa get three stars before us. Right there with you. That's exactly my All right, so are you picking Orange County then? I, that sounds Orange like County. you want Orange yeah, County. Orange County. All right. Yeah, Matt, who you got? For Orange County. Well, if you look back over my uh, record of picks, that's um, <laughs> not the best. So with that in mind, um, 
I'm given how my picks have, uh, have fared, I'm going to pick Tampa. <laughs> I like that logic. Patrick, who you got? Orange County. I'm at going right. 10. I don't want Tampa to have that third star before we get it. I'm going to go with Orange County just because I don't want to see Tampa win either. I mean, you want three stars. Oh, oh. City, 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 score, city, 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 score, go. Yeah, and don't be surprised if they supporters don't be singing that song. So they were sitting there listening, like, ooh, that sounds good. Taking notes. <laughs> taking notes. That's, that's how that should be, though, right? Like, it's a culture where, you know, you, you, you learn from each other and you grow. I mean, there are cheers that we do that we absolutely borrowed from other teams. So, what? You, you, did you not know that? We oh, love, yeah. We love it. No. We need that one. We made that one up ourselves. Yeah, no. Uh, oh, is that what happened? Yeah. You, yeah. I mean, it may have been you, years and years ago. But yeah, Patrick, you may know them as the songs that we stole from other teams. Yeah. Uh, stole. <laughs> Let's say borrow. I, st- stole sounds so dirty. It sounds like we did something bad. Like, can't we just the borrow team, them? The other team stole those songs from other teams, and the other team stole them. Right. Exactly. I mean, but we do have some originals, so I mean, yeah. hey. That's true. Hey, remember when you plagiarize one, or when you steal from one source, it's plagiarism. When you steal from lots of sources, it's research. We did our research, <laughs> like <laughs> responsible supporters. Has anyone done the rancid song that we do, the Ruby Soho? Has anyone done that before? I don't that think like, so. I don't think so. That's original. that's Katie Harper original right there. That, that song is on fire. Yep. And we can sing it again next year. So weird, really? Yeah. But I guarantee nobody does a rebuff. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. So, Matt, you did kind of tease earlier in the episode that you had some exciting news for us. You shared a picture and then maybe a QR code, and then I'm assuming you wanted to get back to that at some point, but... Yep. Um, we are getting ready to uh, start taking a membership for 2022. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't I don't know. Herman, jump in if you remember any more details. But um, we've got the scarf picked out already. Those are going into production. Uh, we're just getting ready to start on the coins. Uh, once we got that squared away, we are going to start putting those out. Um, we're looking at a couple different options for what we can do with the coins this year. Um, as I showed everybody else, one thing we're doing on the back of that coin is a QR code. So you can just show your friends, say, hey, if you want to chant along, there's the lyrics. So if Very anybody cool. asks, you can just pull out the coin, show them immediately. I'm uh, also working on uh, be looking um, for an email within the next week or so also so we can open up elections. It's that time again. It's the off season, so it's time to start looking for uh, new board members or people who are interested in running for positions. So, um, Herman, what do we got open this year? We have everything except for two members at large. Yep. So what? What is that? We got a president, uh, vice president, secretary, treasurer. Yeah, president for eight. I thought you were president for another six months. And three, three members at large. Yeah. Does that sound right? Yep. Seven. Four so there's seven four open. Members at large. Four members. Four members at large. No, I, my my presidency ends at. At this, because I was technically filling in. We're on for that last guy who sucked. We're on six month rotations now. Is that what it is? Like, we've had like six presidents in a row that have been like, "Fuck this!" After six months, yes. But uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, because it was because it was right after the election. He was 
he was just uh, ascended from vice president, whatever that's called. I don't know. So promoted. Once the, promoted. That's the word. <laughs> promoted. Yeah. So once there is a vote and you're elected that way, then it's a year. So I do have a quick question for you guys. You know, you talked about memberships. What is the fee for a membership going to be this year? Um, we're going to keep it the same, which, by the way, I will be running again for president. I know. And you got to do it for a year. You'll be like the yeah, first one. I know it's like for a, a suicide. He'll mission, actually do a whole year. It'll be six I'm months in. You'll be like, I quit. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, technically, he'd be at a year if he quit at six months. So he'd be the first one to make a full year. First one, yeah. Well, I mean, tr trust me, it's been times I've been close. <laughs> that I'm like, oh, I know. <laughs> it's it's a lot of work, no doubt. Yeah. So Obviously. saying it's the same as, as it was, what was that price point, Herman? Um, 25 bucks. Right? 25. 25 bucks. Um, this year, um, we're going to still kind of do the scarf, the coin. We don't know if we're going to do a third item. But I will tease everybody that uh, once we get through this year, the following year and close to the end of next year is going to be really exciting. Why is that? Well, there's a very, very, very special anniversary that's going to be coming up. Mm -hmm. And so uh, we want to do something big that's going to celebrate not only the organization, but soccer as we knew it in the city, professional soccer as we know it in the city. Ten years of the Coopers, right? Ten yep. years. Wow. My math September is next year starts our tenth year. Yep. And wow. without the Coopers, there wouldn't be no Loose City. So mm -hmm. I don't think there would be racing either, right? We'd worked hard yeah, on that as well. No racing much. either. There wouldn't be no pro soccer in Louisville. So I mean that's a I mean, that's a strong statement. I bet you there would be something, but it'd probably be like USL one or some shit like yeah. that. I don't know. Like Lexington. Yeah. <laughs> Madison. Yeah. So, yeah. Next year's going to be fun because we got mm -hmm. Detroit. We're going to, like, have, I don't know what. A regular season, you think? Yeah. I hope so. Something oh, like that. Got to. So you think it'll be two two matches home and away with your Eastern Conference foes? Do you think we'll get back to that normal kind of scheduling? I don't I know, but I know so. they got some. Oh, I'm sorry. But they got some important votes coming up with, like, the USL whatever. Leaders, yeah. owners, like Isn't pro rail votes. They have that coming up. They've got something else that I can't remember. Winter season, I think, right? Changing Europe the season to match Europe. Europe. What do y'all mm -hmm. think about that? I love it, but I'm fat and I like cold weather. So after that summer will, under the sun, ooh, it's tempting. Yeah, I think it would probably hurt more than help because you do have a lot of Conflict. fair weathers that only want to be out in nice weather. And you go cold weather, especially here, you go cold weather or U of L right down the street. That's how you got you of L. Yeah. yeah, but the flip side about football that and, football and basketball. It's gonna be talented players though. You're gonna have more talent available for your league and you're gonna be able to help like because the goal of the USL right is to get rid of MLS. So we're trying to get rid of two teams and things like that. So you're gonna need a feeder and having the European schedule, which most of the other teams in the world are on, it's going to allow some of those teams to like loan you players and have development of players come here instead of going somewhere else. So you'd have a pool of talent you could possibly pull from if you did change that, and maybe even some depth that we don't usually see. Just, I mean, just throwing it out there. Well, I think the, the MLS 
two teams are gone anyways, most of them, at least after this year. I, 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 I think if we're only looking at Europe for talent, I think, I think that's maybe we should, we should be looking at Africa. We should be looking at Asia. We should be looking at yeah. South America. I think there's a ton of talent out there. I think we just have to go find it. And they're not all playing on a winter season. Okay. They're more close to a winter season than we are, though. A lot of those teams are playing more closer to the, the other side of the season. Well, so Let's face it. A winter down there is nothing like a winter up here. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. I am fat, and I also have winter blubber like you do, but uh, it's still pretty freaking cold. I like, I like to call that a strategic thermal layer. <laughs> is that? Oh, I'm going to use that from now on. No, I love that. <laughs> did you not see strategic how the cold thermal of, layer? Right. Did you not see how the, the cold affected Mexico against Canada in the snow game? Yep. Yeah. So I'm not sure that'll work. I do think that um, they need to look at start times on games, especially May, June, July, August, mm -hmm. uh, and not play games before 8 p.m. Yeah, we've, we've had an extensive conversation <laughs> with the front office about that, so hopefully something can be worked out because we don't want to cook or be blinded in the yep. middle of the season. It's kind of brutal. But uh, ProRail is something that we're all on board with, right? Absolutely. Oh, yes. Okay. Just, Until we I get figure, it's just... <laughs> <laughs> Pro -Rail, bullshit. That's true. <laughs> I, I mean, I could see that. But I think it would be very difficult for a team of our caliber to be in that position, right? Like, I don't think that... I think... Yeah. Right? The Premier League has, like, six teams that are typically the top of the table, right? Like, that's how that works. The bigger teams run the league. Talk about how teams are getting better. Right. Um, mm -hmm. So, you know. And especially if we implement ProRail, things are going to yeah, start escalating right. even more. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. But I think the, the well, interesting part is going to be the teams that we're going to lose. You're going to have less two teams, right? And those are like games that were typically a little bit, you know, right. less competitive, shall we say? I don't know the nice way to say that. Good but I mean, not points. only two yeah. teams. Yeah. I think you got some other Charlotte. teams that are going to fold. Charlotte, for sure. I mean, for crying out loud, they owner can't even pay the player. I thought Charlotte was going to MLS. They are getting an MLS team, but I don't think it's the same ownership group, is it? Yeah, but once you put an MLS team in a, in a city like that, the USL team's dead. There's nothing you can do. Yeah, pretty much. And yeah. that same thing with Austin. Austin had to call it quits. But didn't they move? They're trying to. They're franchise. They're trying right? to. Yeah, they're, they're trying to move the franchise. franchise. Maybe yeah. that's the uh, Fort Worth. That's right. Austin oh, Fort Worth. Going to Fort Worth. Yeah. So they're yeah, just trying yeah. to move. That'll be an interesting off season. We'll have plenty to talk about and uh, and and yeah. offer our terrible, terrible opinions. Well, at least my terrible opinion. You guys yeah. know what you're talking about. I have no idea. Right. You got to wonder I mean, what's happening with the lights, also. Yeah, they flash. Um, yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Those lights. I want them to stay live because I like going on. I like going to Vegas. It's fun. <laughs> They've got Isn't personality. That, they don't have much else, but they've got personality. Yeah. Isn't MLS yeah. trying to put a team there now? Yeah, they're trying God, to put a team there. Knows. Why wouldn't they? The place is great. Right. Vegas is great? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's Does it have an ownership group that's going to put together a, a bid for a soccer team, though? MLS might want it. It might be a great city, but is somebody there willing to fork over that kind of money? They, How is that... USA game there. They had they had a USA game played there, right? In that new football stadium. That went pretty well, I, I think. Know, 
did it. Field. They filled oh. it up. So, who knows? Yeah, but it was like the first game coming out of the pandemic in, in Vegas. So you had all, you know, everybody wanted to go to that. Right. If you have a game every other week there for MLS, are they going to be able to put butts in seats? I, I have no idea. Right. Hey. There's a lot of competition in that you city, can't right? Fly a helicopter inside a, a dome <laughs> to drop money. So. Wait, will they still have the kiddie pools on the side of the stands, though, on the side of the the field for you to sit in? So. That's I hope question. they keep that next year because I'm going to go do it. I mean, they they might have to upgrade to some hot tubs since you know. <laughs> you are in Vegas. Well, listen, before we uh, end this thing and, and get everybody back to their uh, their routine, I do want to say a big thank you to everybody involved, uh, everybody involved with the podcast, everybody involved with the team. Um, it, was a, it was a really fun season. We had a really good time. Uh, I, I think even though we did lose, it was a great season, and we should be proud of what we got and how far the boys made it. And uh, you should all be proud of yourselves for all the effort you put in, uh, especially Herman, Matt, Patrick, Ken, uh, Joe, uh, the Harpers, everybody who, you know, put in time to try and make this thing go all season long. Um, I really appreciate all of your efforts. It's been a blast. And uh, hopefully we'll get to do it all again next year and maybe, uh, maybe get some more hardware to put in that beautiful display case in that team store. Here, here. Right. Yeah, and I, I want to, I definitely want to echo that. I mean, the last six months has been trying and interesting, but you know, my fault. We <laughs> <laughs> but we we held it together, and you know, it it's different because it it really is. I can say a purple family. It takes everyone doing their part to bring it all together, and I can't thank everybody enough for everything they've done this season. Because we get, without you all, this a lot of stuff would have never happened. So I definitely want to say I really appreciate everyone. I hope everyone does come back uh, next year. But don't think just because the season is over that we're done. Um, I would love to have some more events. I mean, we still have some soccer going on. We still have a lot of the colleges here who are still playing. Let's get out and support them, even if it's just, you know, we get together and go to a U of L game. I was reminiscing on uh, a UFL game today, drinking some of that uh, purple juice. And, uh... <laughs> right. Is UFL so, I mean, still playing right now? Are they still in the whatever tournament, whatever shit? I can't remember. I, I think so. I, I thought they lost to Bowling Green. <sighs> I don't remember. I wasn't. European teams that still play, so maybe yeah. we could have some. Yeah. yeah we're going to do. And, you Champions know, uh, there was a talk. Kegs and eggs. Game. Right. There was a talk earlier about doing, you know, maybe a, a karaoke night. Okay. Maybe we can discover some <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Whirling Tiger just reopened. It's kind of in our neighborhood, so. I was going to say, I don't think Ken's ever going to do karaoke with me again. No. <laughs> we have some embarrassing stories to tell about that someday. <laughs> And also be looking out because, you know, it's always been a tradition. Um, we always have a big end-of-the-year podcast, so uh, it's going to be to determine the site and location where we just want everybody to come out and, you know, say what they thought about the season and kind of put a bow on the season. But if we're going to do that, we need some kind of get-together, wouldn't we? Yeah, we're working on that. Hmm. Hmm. 
stuff. We Thank want three know. stars. Whoa. And just because you're disappointed doesn't mean you don't like the team. It just means you were disappointed in the result. <laughs> Everybody is, but it's the way the sport works, man. Right. Yeah. Yep. I mean, Soccer giveth and it takes away, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, it was rough, but if there's one word that defines the last two years, it's resiliency. We've been through oh, yeah. a hell of a lot, and, hey, we're still here. We're still alive. And next year is going to be better really. and brighter. We're going to have more people back in the stands. We're going to finally get that momentum back that we had. And I guess we didn't actually say, um, if you do want to be part of uh, the Coopers board, uh, the Coopers Louisville at louisvillecoopers.com. Just shoot us an email uh, with, like, a paragraph about who you are and what position you want to run for. Uh, photograph to go along with it if you want to put one in. And voting's going to start up in a week or so. Yep. We would love to have you. We could use some fresh blood on the board. Plus capos and TFO makers. and Yeah. Always. Flag Definitely. We're going to do a flag core next year with big, giant flags. <laughs> <laughs> are you heading that up, Ken? No, man, I'm getting back on the stand. Excellent. We, we made really? Off. Yeah. He's going to quit that halfway through the season, too. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was cold, Patrick. <laughs> but accurate. <laughs> <laughs> Love you. Yeah. I mean, you said halfway through. You mean when it gets hot again, right? Yeah, I most definitely <laughs> yeah, that's will quit right. when it gets hot. I mean, well, I mean, that's where that, that flag court come in. If they wave the flags enough, we can get a, a, like a fan. breeze going. <laughs> Synchronized. Hey, so you're saying all this, but all I'm all I'm hearing is, Matt, we need you to make a bunch more flags. Well, I broke a shitload this season, so. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I fixed a shitload this season. That's <laughs> most of my fault. <laughs> it's, it's It's fun to do. And more horn players, more brass, more, you know, freaking tubas and trombones and stuff. Sousaphone. Well, I did buy a, yeah. a trombone, but, you know, I, I'm still a little rusty. I got to... <laughs> you walked right into that one. Good night, everybody. Uh, wow. So on that note, I think it's time to end the episode. I'm going to end this one like I end every other episode. Come on, city. I'm punishing everyone. Oh, city. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> you said trombone all the time.